Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Recruitment Flex. I'm Shelly and I am joined by my fearless co-host. Fearless. Okay. I like fearless. (laughs) I'm probably the most fearful person in the world. You are not. You're so brave. (laughs) You're so brave. You're always out there, Serge. Uh, Always out there. there. No, you're right. So how's your summer going, Shelly? Oh, do you know, it's, um, I'm, I am kind of feeling that little pang of no summer holidays um, because even just to take a a weekend and go somewhere, I'd still need to quarantine when I got back, which isn't a big deal. Um, But I am kind of feeling a little bit of like I'm missing something. The Mm. last two summers were so much fun. Um, You know, my daughter, Brooklyn, is just, she's at that age where we are the perfect traveling pair. Um, So I am am a little kind of missing it. How about you? How's your summer? I I don't know. It's been such a weird summer because I'm realizing we're almost the end of July uh, Mm -hmm. and the summer's just flying by. And I've, first of all, I haven't taken any holidays. uh, And I, that's always like, you feel like a little bit like, tied in. Uh, it's really busy in my day job. So um, this is not an opportune time, but I, I'm going to make sure to take time spending a lot of time with my girls. So we do a lot yeah, of nice. day trips is going to be our, our summer vacation. So yeah. planning out to go see areas of uh, Alberta and BC I haven't seen. And one of them is I've never been in Jasper uh, and I've oh. lived here in Alberta for 15 years. So I'm excited wow. to go see that. Yeah. Um, then I haven't been to Waterton in like 10 years. And Waterton yeah. is one of the most gorgeous places in it the world. It really is. There's And there's so much to do and so much to see. And the girls will just have a blast. All they want is to be with you. That's all they want, right? So they, it wouldn't, they wouldn't even care if you took them to Riley Park and told them that they were in Kelowna. Well, exactly, <laughs> <You know>? exactly. <laughs> they, would, just, they just want to be with you right? Yes. So yeah, it's so great. Yeah. And it's such a fun age because we're, we're spending a lot of time and this has been like, um, they, yeah. they always say there's always a blessing and a curse to everything. And yeah. really the blessing to everything that's happened with COVID is the ability to be always home. I spend so much time with my young yeah, girls in their really informative years. Uh, so that's been amazing. So hey, I can't complain. Summer is it's supposed to be gorgeous this week and yes. the coming weeks. I love the beautiful yeah. weather. And, you know, we've got to take advantage of it because it doesn't last very long. Um, That's one. There's so many great things about living in Canada. Like, I would not live anywhere else in the world. And that's no offense to our Americans, UK listeners. It's, But the one thing that really sucks is is our winters, uh, which seem to go on for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, But Mm -hmm. I love hockey. So I love outdoor sports. I love skiing. So... I'm not complaining in that end, but yeah. Yeah. I well, have to I have to agree because here's here's what I love. Even though we, you know, people love to bitch about something. Um, yeah. I love the four seasons. I like seeing everything come alive. And then in the fall, the the colors are beautiful. And we really mm. do have a long fall. Um, I do. really do like the change of seasons. And it means that I have four different wardrobes. <laughs> Because when it becomes boot season, I mean, I love it. You know, I have family down in Florida and and my my family down there, the girls will say, oh, you're so lucky. Like we could never wear boots. 
we would die. It's so hot. Anyways, let's get on with the show. We could just yes. chit chat for a while, but we've got a fun episode today, Serge. So share share with the audience what uh, what we're going to talk about today. Well, there's a lot of industry news, and mm-hmm. I think we want to talk about what's going on with Glassdoor and Indeed. Uh, mm-hmm. So. This week, got an email Leo? from Indeed with some changes that I was aware of a lot going on, uh, but is kind of official. So we want to talk about that. We want to yeah. talk about the layoffs at LinkedIn as well, which yeah. was a little bit of a surprise, to be honest. Uh, but taking mm-hmm. a step back, maybe it's not. Probably. And yeah. obviously with that, there's been layoffs or rumored layoffs at Monster. I, I'm not sure if it's being confirmed. Uh, but then also, let's talk about those recent news. But I want to talk about something that I know you have a lot of interest into. It is is personality tests when it comes to your interviewing. So psychometric, what that looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's an interesting conversation. If we have the chance, we'd love to shout out some great recruitment technology companies that are doing really good things right now. Yep. Then at the end, we'd love to plug. We have amazing, amazing, amazing. We are so fortunate um, for the guests that are willing to come on to our show like our our little podcast here and we've got like the industry giants just joining us so um i think that's fantastic and also we had a call with hung lee this morning which uh, me and shelly are going to be part of uh is wonderful new initiative of the brain food uh, tribune which i'm very excited to be part of so Let's, let's talk about that. So how about we start with okay, Glassdoor and Indeed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, it, it's certainly not news to anyone yet, I, I would think, at this point, right? It's been a couple of years that Indeed bought Glassdoor. Yeah. Um, well, but let's, I know- let's just, um, I, I don't want to correct you, but. Uh, okay. So tell me. It's actually Recruit that bought right. Glassdoor. The parent company of Indeed. is the okay. parent company. Yes, yes. Very large staffing yeah. firm in, in Japan. So they yeah. bought uh, Indeed and then Glassdoor. And they paid a billion dollars for Glassdoor. Um, and, and that's around what they paid for Indeed. And I actually worked for Indeed when they bought Glassdoor. Yeah, um, oh, okay. So it, it's interesting to see... Um, it seemed like a bargain back then, but what's your overall mm. perspective of what's so, going on there? So that was the thing. And, uh, you know, I, um, love indeed. I think they really answered a part of the market that I've always, always known and believed is that if you treat candidates the same way you treat clients, you've got a winning combination. So, you know, the focus, the consistent focus on the candidate experience has been something that I was like, I'm glad you're here. Um, now, with with Glassdoor, what what's interesting is I don't. It took such a long time, certainly here in Canada, for companies to even pay attention to Glassdoor. I didn't see a lot of organizations jumping on board until such time as somebody said, "Hey, did you notice? Like your reputation isn't that great." Um, mm. And you know, so it doesn't. Um, it didn't surprise me to start like to think, oh, okay, that makes sense because um, what Glassdoor has, of course, is the company reviews, but then of course, posting your jobs. And it was like, are you really going to go both places? You know, you think about the candidate journey. um, Are you really going to go both places? Why wouldn't they just all be in one place, one stop shopping? So it was kind of like super cool. But what what I found was that no matter who I asked, it was like anybody who worked for Indeed, they were so tight-lipped about, well, now what are you going to do? 
Like, what are they going to do? Um, and no, not a word. Everybody, it's like everybody signed a non-disclosure or something. Well, or I think no one knew. We're talking internally. Okay, so nobody. No, I, and and honestly, okay. like being in because I kept that asking. Frame, I'm like, so what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I do? don't think we knew because as okay. internal employees, we got very vague communication on it. Okay. And I think okay. the initial plan was, well, think about it. So Indeed is a killing it revenue wise and Glassdoor yeah. was as well. There's no gain on combining them at that particular point. There's absolutely right. like to keep them separate makes a lot of sense because they're mm -hmm. both thriving. Mm -hmm. COVID and I think... Uh, maybe even way before COVID, that started to change a glass door. Glass door hit a wall. So basically the glass door I, tax, which is what I every employer calls agree. it, yeah. start to get some pushbacks. And and Glassdoor, in my opinion, start to try to drive revenue with job postings and with indeed yeah. being such a dominant force in both uh, especially in North America and mm -hmm. like in other markets as well. Um, they they haven't been able to so like, think about it like Shelly you're an employer yeah. I'm not going to so say I'm spending twenty thousand on Glassdoor and twenty thousand on Indeed as as a number when you acquire you're not like it's really tough to grow that revenue because most of the time people are like oh well now you're one I'm just going to consolidate my spend um so that's like that is yeah. the challenge when you're selling into and, yeah. and one thing that I, so i love that you love indeed you're very rare in that case because <laughs> uh, a lot of people in employers especially is we we use indeed because we have to there's not yeah. really any alternatives in canada and us there's a little bit more but not that much more uh yeah. and yeah. indeed does have the reputation of like of taking advantage of like job boards initially well dominating the market us. yeah there, there's they, no doubt so so yeah. let me um let me tell you something serge and i and i hope somebody from indeed is listening sure because um here's what I, if i had a magic wand here is what i would change about the reviews because as you and i i know we've talked about it a lot the 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 employer reviews are um, as you and I well know and have learned and discovered, that it's it. The reviews are more about the interviewing process. It's the questions they ask. Do you know what would be super cool? Is if they changed the questions to or added questions to only internal employees because you know how it's it, it is confidential, right? On Glassdoor, and that's what I appreciate about it is that you can be candid about your experience as a current employee, right? So what if we were to ask current employees, are you really an inclusive environment company? Mm. Are you, is this company in your experience, is this company really family friendly for women specifically, or are they really diverse? Because you know what? I think it's such bullshit that companies have this diversity statement and, and really it's just being compliant, right? You have to have it on there on your job postings or you need some sort of statement or, you know, you've decided to use stock photos that show great diversity, right? Because you just don't want to be called out for the fact that it's all white men <laughs> in your entire management structure, right? So wouldn't it be cool if Indeed, now that Indeed and Glassdoor are going to be intertwined somehow, um, but on the reviews side, but asking stuff that is really going to be insightful about what it's really like to work there, right? Because right mm. now, all they ask is, 
you know, they're pretty canned questions. So anyways, so there's my magic well, wand. I think that would be really valuable in, in giving people information. Because if I knew going into a company that quite honestly, it's a 12 hour day. If you've got kids in daycare, just don't apply because there's just no way. Or that this is a company who truly, um, you know, it, it's, is it a matter of they don't really hire anyone who's not Canadian born? No, but if you look at their application process, you and I as experts can see, oh, I know why they ask that. Um, they are trying to exclude people who don't have a degree from a Canadian university, right? Mm. Like, let's be honest here. Like, I know it, you know it. I can look at a job posting and go, oh, don't give me this crap that you're, um, that you're committed to hiring diversity. Yeah. Please. I like to disagree with you all the time, Shelly, but oh. I... <laughs> Okay, I, what do you I, disagree with? That I just no, said? no, I, I agree. And I, I, so one of the things that's interesting and most people don't realize, indeed, actually in Canada has doubled the amount of, rev, of reviews than Glassdoor does as far as pure it's true. volume. Yeah. Uh, and in the US, it's very close to that same amount. So indeed yeah. has always had a great, uh, great yes. numbers when it comes to reviews. And I've looked at it this way, and you might disagree with this is, People came for Indeed reviews usually before they applied for a job. They looked at Glassdoor reviews as before or during the interview process to really dig in deep because it, it was so easy to find it directly there. So now that the reviews on Glassdoor, basically from my understanding, if anyone's listening has a different perspective, is the reviews on Indeed are going to be basically reviews powered by Glassdoor and they're going to combine both. That might not be mm -hmm. the case, but that's my initial. But I think everything you said there was bang on. And I love, I, I really I like bang on on the question, on, uh, on asking those questions around diversity. Because um, yeah. it's really, as a job seeker, I can imagine it's really know? hard to find. No, you're, you're yeah. seeing your statements, you're yeah. seeing these stock images, and you really don't know. So it's interesting. Um, and the other mm. side of it is what's Happen. Like it must be a major disappointment for recruit uh, that Glassdoor, they have to do this because I think Glassdoor is taking a shit kicking out there. I really think when you can see it, they laid off. Indeed has not laid off anyone um, mm -hmm. that I'm aware of. And they've obviously the volume is as gone down dramatically, but they've maintained um, yeah. all yeah. their staff, everything going on. So that's a kudos to Indeed uh, that they've been able to do. It. And then they're really taking advantage of what uh, they're looking at Glassdoor and how can we take advantage of that brand? And it is a strong, yeah. recognizable brand. So we'll see, but I'm like, that brings us to like LinkedIn. Like, were you okay. surprised <laughs> to see LinkedIn layoff? What was it? 6% no. um, of their workforce? Um, so yeah, I, I know you caught that news just, just before I heard it as well. Um, not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I, I for years have said, what's going to happen? You know, LinkedIn has morphed into something I'm not too sure what it is. Um, and their changing of the algorithms, um, it seems like every day is something different, but it's impacting me and my experience, you know, and I didn't ask for that, right? So, okay, so let's take that aside. Let's, let's talk about um, LinkedIn Recruiter. And 
where a ton of their revenue comes from, I would think, has traditionally been selling the LinkedIn recruiter slots um, to organizations at, you know, the conversation there starts at 30 grand a year. Um, and then, you know, the, the justification, I know even 10 years ago, they were saying, well, if you can attribute one hire to this, then that's the equivalent of what you would have spent with a staffing firm. You know what? I don't think that floats anymore. You know, I think hiring teams, when I ask them, talent acquisition leaders, when you talk to them, they're like, cannot attribute a single hire. So, you know, I, I, I don't know who's using it other than well, maybe staffing agencies. So, so to see the layoffs, it was like not surprising at all. What I didn't hear or understand though is those were certainly not the developers that they laid off. No, no, right? they laid off very much uh, yeah. from my understanding is, is on the sales side because due to so many recruiters uh, sure. being out of work Makes and sense. less people to sell the LinkedIn recruiter license, I think you're bang on, but I, when it comes to the need for LinkedIn recruiter, because in my opinion, recruiters have relied way too heavily on LinkedIn recruiter anyways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have lost some of the skills because now it's a lot easier uh, but you're not generally getting better talent, like the talent, especially in like, I'm in tech. Uh, yeah. We don't leverage or we do leverage it for some roles, but not for the tech roles. But I see LinkedIn a little bit different than you. I think LinkedIn is Facebook in 2013, 2014. Uh, and I'm looking at it as a marketing aspect, so not focus on recruitment. The amount of organic traffic that you can get on LinkedIn is, is amazing, incredible. Uh, and it's what, Facebook was in that time frame. Mm. I think LinkedIn, to your point, is trying to figure out where that medium is because it's become um, really a personal branding type of website. Yeah. And more, yeah. um, we're starting to see it go away about uh, outside of mm-hmm. the recruitment world. And I get it; like they need to diversify. They need to be able to grow. And um, I think mm-hmm. we're seeing a different purpose. We're seeing a lot of B two B marketing. Um, if mm-hmm. you're a B2B company right now, you should be advertising on LinkedIn. That is your target audience. Uh, so um, we're, we're seeing a mixture, but yeah, I, I think LinkedIn is is poised for even a lot more growth. I think it's, this is more a shift of the business strategy and obviously the demand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for recruitment is way down, which is interesting yeah. because like, let's talk about that. So yeah. 51 million people in the US. Yeah. Are out of work, but all the major job sites. So indeed, um, from Monster, yep. like they're all Zip down. Recruiter, traffic, they're all down. Yeah, considerably. Yeah. Which? What do you attribute? Like, what's your thoughts around that? So do you know? And uh, no, uh, you know, I I can't honestly say I understand. Even though, yes, I have family Americans. I'm actually my grandmother is American. Um, rest her soul. Grandma's gone, long gone, but she she's American. Um, but I can't honestly say I understand it. What I what I do know is here back at back at home here in Canada, that um, I not that I predicted it, but I think a lot of people felt that you know here's here's the plus side to the the Canadian emergency relief benefit given to people that allowed people to stay home, kept the pandemic at bay. We did not see you know. Um, millions of people dying. Um, And we attribute that, I would attribute that directly to the government acting to ensure that, you know, if it's the choice between feeding your family or risking the health of the entire society, 
they gave the, the, um, the emergency relief benefit. So people can provide the basic necessities of life um, for now. So I really, you know, seeing this slowdown um, at this time of year is not that unusual for summer, but we layer on to that, that the um, emergency relief benefit and when that runs out. Um, so I think we will see a traditional return as we do every September. We see that traditional spike of people deciding, okay, I'm going to change jobs. Um, but I think, I believe that it has kept um, a lot of people where they should be at home rather than out um, in the workforce on public transit, etc., where that's what's kept our COVID numbers down. How much longer? Um, I think until we have a vaccine, man, or this is truly, this is just going to be the way it is. And until the government takes away that subsidy, so again, I don't disagree. So this is not a good episode as of now. So yeah, we're so depressing. I know. <laughs> oh but my God. Is, Can we change and talk about something fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think you're completely right. And I think a lot yeah. of candidates have kind of given up for the summer. Uh, first of all, they yeah. probably, when this all happened, they applied, applied to hundreds of jobs and yeah. did not hear anything back because the market really dried yes. up during that time frame. It's the middle of summer. Not a lot of companies are hiring. So I do see it in September potentially ramping up. But this is all dependent on what the numbers look like when it yeah. comes to COVID. Like I know in the US they're like gung-ho, let's let's get back to business. But in reality the numbers there are, are insanely high. Like I, I'm just I I really look I know, at it's the frightening. Long term it really is balancing yeah. health and profits and i know maybe i'm leaning towards uh the side of like our health is way more important than the profit of these large corporations um not that i have any issues with corporations or or capitalism but like mm -hmm. i look at my family first and if i was in that situation but really but what really drives me crazy is some of these companies want people to come back in the office which they wouldn't have to like if you're right. a white collar employee you should be able to work from home right now for as yeah. long as there's a vaccine. So this is just yeah, yeah. either a generation that is not used to working from home and the ability to leverage technology. Oh, well, just call it, just say it, Search. It is, it is a reflection of a management style that says, if I can't have eyes on, it's management by walking around. So if I can't, and, and so where are we? What year is that? Can we call it? Can we say that is 1970s management? 1950s, right? So what we're what we're seeing, and you know, when I look around at what companies are bringing them back, look right at the top, and what is the demographic of the CEO? Bang on the chief yeah. operating officer. Guess well, certainly here in Canada, for the most part, it's it's male, Caucasians, who are somewhere between 55 and 72. And they cannot bear the thought of paying somebody that I can't see that they're working. Yeah. And white you know color. what? I, I'm going to defend uh, white male Caucasian because <laughs> I am one. But I think the other culprit in this is, and I agree with you, and I think it's more a generational thing across the board. Then um, you, you hit it right on the head when you said that. The demographic of the CEOs, the leadership is exactly who yeah. you said. 
the HR leadership in most of the organizations oh, hey. are 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 females, generally white females, is uh, and mm-hmm. they are in the same mindset. So, well, or they're not. Well, <laughs> no, and they're not pushing back. Now to we're be poking CEO. at white white middle aged women. Exactly. Well, but okay. But so, no, let's put it in perspective. I think true. some of it is. Um, the HR leadership is not pushing back on this. Uh, and maybe it's because they're not comfortable, but like the stories I hear in the, um, that, so there's some companies that I've heard that you have to have your zoom link open all day. So your manager can actually look if at your, your desk and working, which talk about how ridiculous. And I, oh, I wish I was joking. That hurts, that. That hurts that's, man. That's true. Um, doesn't that, doesn't that make you feel, I don't know. How, how does even hearing you say that Serge? I feel like, um, I don't know, what do you call that? Draconian? Like, like I don't trust you. Why should I? Well, that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what you're saying. And the workforce is is, uh, millennials or Generation Z is a great majority of the workforce. Generation X is kind of in that middle management coming up to senior Mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. So the workforce and the leadership are not exactly aligned, uh, which is causing Mm -hmm. huge conflicts. Um, and, and we're seeing that we're yeah. seeing companies and I'm seeing it here in our local market where companies yeah. are mandating white collar employees to come back in the office for no I know. reason. Like I know. it ramps up the transit. It ramps up, it causes so many things in, in this situation. And in reality, it's just because yeah. they're not comfortable with technology. Like you ask them, like, how do you slack? They have no clue what slack is. They have no clue what, so there is a fundamental challenge right now. Um, yeah. So, so you know, I think I, one of the best, and I'm, I'm and I'm going to quote um, one of the an executive that I have worked for that I absolutely love, and he said, "People will vote with their feet." Yeah. And although right now, if you're going to make a move, you know, people are kind of like, "Let's." It, it's still a lot of you know, bird in the hand. Um, people will vote with their feet. It may not be in the next 90 days, but it will be. People will not forget how they were treated and how, you know, without saying the words, but your actions of, you know, keep your Zoom link on all day. Like that to me is just like a stab in the heart. Oi, oi. So, well, and I, I would do exactly the same. I'd be like, okay, that's what you need. I'll do that because I'm working. Um, but in reality, the minute that this economy changes, I am. Oh I'm, yeah, I am so out of here. They will. I'm gone. In the wise words of Mr. Haynes, people will vote with their feet. <laughs> I love it. How about we? Uh, how about we transition into okay, so one of the topics that you're um, you love talking about, and I have very strong feelings, and I think we agree on this one too. I'm not sure we haven't talked about it, so personality tests and yeah. or psychometric, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, give me your perspective there. So I know we've talked about it before. Um, and, you know, not to be confused with testing somebody on um, their ability to use Excel or something, right? Yeah. We're talking about personality tests. And so, you know, I um, have scoured looking for articles because, you know, it was somewhere in my memory bank. I knew that there was a direct connection to personality testing and being discriminatory in your hiring. Um, so I tripped across the 2018 article 
that talked about the, and now this is in the U.S., but these are companies that were using it as a, in, in large scale, right? Um, where uh, an organization was found out that their algorithm or what have you was discriminating against candidates. They didn't know how to fix it, so they just shut it off. Um, and we look at two very large employers in the U.S. that settled $2.8 million in damages. So it was a 2018 article, and I knew it. I just couldn't. It took me this long to find it um, and to find the article that talked about it. Um, it is, and do you know, technology and testing is only as good as the person who designed it. Um, you know, even the move to using more artificial intelligence, but still, it's only as good as, as the data you put in it. So, you know, I don't know, it, you know, outside of, I know something that you've implemented and something you showed me was how to use a tool that will read your job ad and say, like, even the way you've written it. And, and I, know it, I know it's not intentional, but we don't think about it until it's pointed out to us that how we wrote our job ad was indeed discriminatory. Yep. Wow. Wow. That was such an eye-opener for me. You know, like to, there is technology to help us. But uh, I mean, all that to say that personality testing, again, I stand by what I've always said. It belongs as part of employee development or enhancement of an existing team. It does not belong anywhere in the hiring process. It just doesn't. Serge, am I right or wrong? You are 100% right. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> I think, and I, You're I agree. You're ringing the bell. Yeah, I oh. think I... I agree, especially in the, in the fact that it should be... It can be used as part of... Uh, of an employee's hired, they're already, and this is a way they're to now joining a team. How do you how get to, to know the tribe? It, yep. How this person Great. works. I, I'm still not 100% sold on that. It's a little too kind of fluffy for me in some ways, but uh, I think there's value. Uh, I won't go against that. But yeah. what they were doing and what companies are still doing is using it as basically a screening tool. So I go in and apply, and you're yeah. going to ask me to do a 45 minute psychometric testing. It, no. Um, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. I don't want to work at your company that much that I'm going to take an hour and the chances are I'm never going to hear right. from you ever again. So I just wasted that hour and I don't know what you do with the information. And I don't yeah. know. Would you Does ever really... explain to me how this worked against me and didn't end up in an interview? And if I was interviewed and took this test, who's qualified to come back and you know, so it's a, it's a one-way conversation. You know, here's yeah. the outputs of your personality test. You're so gobsmacked that, oh my God, like I interviewed, everything was going great. Now you're telling me the outcome of this assessment and I'm, I'm out. Well, and, and it, goes, like it goes back to the point of yeah. usually these tests are assessed and based on the people that are working there. So it all oh. goes back to the conversation of culture fit which uh, is just an easy way to discriminate. Uh, this basically culture fit well, is Well, of course like, it is. That that's exactly what you're absolutely saying. Absolutely what it is because the yeah. test is measuring you against the 50 people that are already there and we want more of the same. Or we and, know if you're 
Oh, yay. Okay. And so, I would like to predict that psychometric yeah. and personality tests are going to be out of their recruitment um, game in the very yeah. near future, yeah. but it's not. Uh, we know how well, slow we are to adapt. We know. Yeah. So there's still a lot of people think yeah. that it's a critical tool in what we need to do. But looking at more forward, and there is challenges with AI, uh, but I yeah. see AI matching being uh, used more in the future. And one of the things that AI matching, it actually completely almost takes the unbiased away. Um, and, and there, in some examples, and I think what you just mentioned in 2018, I know Amazon had, and they had to pull it completely out. Yeah. But as the technology comes, um, I use an AI matching tool and I love it because I completely remove the names and it really focuses right. on what I need for the job and what's in... Um, the resume and how they can match. So it's actually good doing the opposite of a psychometric. I think it's way more inclusive than exclusive in that case. So yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting, but we're on the For same sure. page. Uh, and if yeah. you're listening and you're using psychometric as part of your hiring process, it's time for a change. It's time to look yeah. at other alternative because first of all, it's really, really, really expensive, like mind-blowingly expensive in my mind. And the ones mm-hmm. that are cheap are probably not good anyways. Yes, um, and look up case law of yeah. uh, court settlements for where yeah. it was already proven to be a dis- okay so if the audience isn't on board with us um we welcome any sort of feedback tell yeah. me i'm wrong um so i want to give I out a, a couple of shout outs yeah. uh, so we want to talk about recruitment technology companies that oh, we're yes. really enjoying right now oh yeah 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 go, and go. I, i'll start so okay, you start I want to start with one that I've used in the past and uh, I'm a big believer and I think there is, is uh, there's a lot of opportunities as we leverage social media a lot more for recruitment is Vizzy Recruiter. And I know uh, you're well aware of Vizzy. Love Um, them. Basically what Vizzy does and Mm -hmm. we might disagree, like you are the queen of job postings, uh, sorry, job ads (laughs) as far as the writing, the copywriting, you do an amazing job. Contents queen. King. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. So yeah. I'm not sold. And this is going to go a lot of what like the trend. I don't know if what's in the actual written words of the job descriptions matters that much. And I know you're gonna like take a step back because I think people look are more visual generally. And this is what I love about Busy. They take your job mm-hmm. advertising. Mm-hmm. and put in a really easy digestible format that looks great on social media yes. it's all visuals it's all pictures um i like that approach better than spending yeah. a ton of times uh rewriting your copywriting to to i think there's value in that don't get me wrong like you want to have a real clear candidate profile so busy recruiter is one that i want to call out if you haven't looked at it please do. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they, they really do stand out. And I, I'll tell you an example. I got 30% more uptake when I did a busy ad um, on social media than I did with just a mm-hmm. straight up mm-hmm. regular posting ad. Here's the other, and I, I understand, like, I think you need to take a look at who you're trying to attract yep. and also understand like how well recognized your brand would be. Because here's what I believe is kind of the, uh, the superpower of busy recruiter is if I'm, if I'm a current employee and the recruitment team comes to me and says, uh, would you share this job with your network? And they send me a PDF doc of the poorly written or just actually the job description. Um, And again, to take a page out of 
uh, James Ellis's book um, that was written by two lawyers translated to Slavic and translated back um, job description, honestly, and asked me to share it with my network. I'm so embarrassed that I wouldn't do it. Like yep. it's just so poorly done. And, and of course to the recruitment team, I'll go, uh-huh, sure. I'll do that. You send out a visi that takes kind of the high levels of, of the role and say, would you share this with your network? And I would be hell yeah, all day. Of course I will. Like this is something to be proud of. Um, cause you're right. Somebody will look at it and, and I feel proud to share it with my network because there's no greater compliment than saying, I, I would recommend this to my friends and family to come work here or mm. my trusted colleagues, like anybody in, um, the whole talent acquisition tribe, I would share that with them. Would I share with them the job descriptions I see? No, it's embarrassing. No. It's, it is. So I think that's the, the real superpower of a visit. Totally. So Joe and Kate, if you're listening, uh, I'll expect <laughs> to check in the mail, uh, but <laughs> we do love your product. Um, yeah, we how do. about yourself? Like uh, any, uh, mm-hmm. any technology you want to shout out? So, you know, um, I recently listened to, um, you know, the, the chat and cheese again, I know I'm, I'm shouting them out to the chat and cheese podcast and they Love had chat a, and cheese. Yes. Big shout out chat and cheese. Um, I just, I honestly message to chat and cheese. We need more snark. Like they're really, really toning it down. No, they, we need more snark. We really do. Um, okay. I love the sound effects and all that, but, um, my favorite episodes are always when they get snarky. Uh, but they featured a company that is just like, it is so, um, I knew this was coming. I just didn't know who would invent it. And it's called My Career Fit. Um, not too crazy about the name because it doesn't really tell you what it does. Um, but when we take a look at things like Siri, if you could say to Siri, um, find me a job, Siri, find me a job in um, Dallas, Texas for business development rep in software sales. And if Siri could come back and say, here you go, um, wouldn't that be cool? So, so this company has actually developed something along that lines with voice recognition um, and utilizing the big, the big ones like Siri or Alexa yeah. to, for, for people to find jobs. And it's well, just I, like, I have a oh lot my of- God, they're onto something here. I, well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So okay, I go. feel the future of marketing is voice. Uh, and I think- this is why if you're not building brand as an employer brand, a consumer brand right now, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. going to be in trouble. And the reason you're going to be in trouble is five years from now, you're going to ask Siri, give me a barber. And it's really going to be in a situation that whoever is paying the most is going to be the barber that's recommended compared to Siri. I want to see what's Jim's barbershop's information is going to become so this is where it's going to be mm-hmm. so critical to build brand because you're not going to be looking on the internet you're going to be asking alexa yeah. siri for a particular yeah. item and you want them to be calling out your brand if not you're going to be in trouble <laughs> uh so i think that is yeah and that's going to be exactly in the same in job searching like you want them like hey siri what jobs are at target as an example instead yeah. of what jobs are in minnesota uh, which is going to, you, right. you're going to have to pay to be on top. So brand building 
is is going to be incredible because voice is the future yeah. of consumer marketing and enhance is going to be the uh, future of employment branding and recruitment marketing as well yeah. so bang on so, i i actually didn't listen to that episode yet oh you got to take a listen me about it yeah cool. i will uh i'm really interested and i'm interested to see because mcdonald's had that nightmare um alexa trial where it basically didn't give you anything at all it's like alexa whether jobs at mcdonald then it redirected me to their website i'm like well what's the point um yeah so i think that is if you can it's make the it next all step voice, yeah exactly yeah will cool. it then text me the uh job app process right like that's yeah. that's where i believe it's going so do you know um let me let me just kind of tie that back to um we were just talking about LinkedIn um, and the new LinkedIn feature where you can push the little microphone yeah. and like, how do I pronounce your last name, Serge? Serge, how do I pronounce your last name properly? Boudreau. Boudreau. Um, okay. So what to, have you been calling me to other people? Um, just, just Serge. We've known each other no, for no. like so, Sorry, I'm years. getting to the point. Okay. I'm just Shut thinking, up. I'm like, okay, you're so asking LinkedIn, me now after knowing me for 10 years? No, no, like no. I'm last, saying like, people who see you on LinkedIn, there's now the feature yeah, yeah. where you can I record know, know. how I'm to properly you pronounce your last name. But I like realize that that's a 30 second runway. So why wouldn't I say um, Billinghurst and then a little tagline or message about the Recruitment Flex podcast? Listen to me on the recruitment plus for like, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no, I've not been drinking. Um, oh, I so have. anyways, like where I think that's headed, mm. I think it's going to turn into something super groovy. So you heard it here first is that, that ability to say more than just your last name, but for somebody to actually click on that and hear your tagline Let's for a 30 see. second ad. You might be right. Because it, it aligns with what I'm saying, that voice is mm -hmm. going to be way more important in marketing. And I, mm -hmm. I think that could be an element of it. Cool. Uh, there's other, and I'm not going to go too in-depth, but other tech companies and um, we can talk about. So I love my friends at Rectex. It was a great yeah. texting solution that I use. So based out of Vancouver, so Bradley and Brian, if you're listening, shout out to you guys. You're doing an amazing job. Um, and I'm leveraging a tool called AI for Jobs based in Austin, Texas. Love their product. Um, love what they're doing. Um, so shout out to them. But any anyone else on your end you want to shout um, out to? Well, you know, we I just um, I don't know enough about this firm, but I know that what they're doing is um, is very interesting. Um, and it's the Snag a Job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, am I a, a raving fan? Let me, you know, can I reserve the right to come back and talk about it again? Cause I like the concept. Yeah. yeah I like the concept. Um, I get that it solves and it really does put, um, hiring on its head. It really does. So, but let me come back to it. Cause I think it's still too early days for me to chime in on that. So, um, so now Serge, um, I want to talk about some of, and I know you call them industry giants because they really are. Oh my gosh. Um, you want to just talk a little bit? I know we've got three episodes coming up. Um, Alina Valentine. Mm. Oh my goodness. I'm so looking forward to that. Tim Sackett. Oh, okay. Do they get any bigger? <laughs> He's big. 
He's a big deal. He's well, he kind is of a HR big famous. deal. Yes. He is HR famous. And that's his yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. actually, HR famous, which yeah. I thought He's was He's kind brilliant. of a big deal. Um, and then, deal. of course, a uh, big fan, Adam Gordon. He's going to be on the show as well. So Yeah, from Candid we- ID, uh, co-host oh, of Recruiting oh Brain Food. Um, yes. So uh, very excited. So really cool episodes yeah. coming up as we're moving forward. There's other really cool guests, which we'll announce, but yeah. uh, wanted to shout out those three. And so we actually, me and Shelly had a call with Hung Lee this morning. So mm-hmm. we're going to, I don't know if, if you're not subscribers to the Recruiting Brain Food, you, you have you, to. Like, it's required on, like, listening. Go do it right and now. And well, required reading. To, yes. hundred percent. mandatory. So, Hung came out with this concept of the Brain Food Tribune, which is basically based on the Players Tribune. So any people that are sports fans, so mm-hmm. basically what they get is, at least from across the world, put a story based on their perspective. And it's really raw. It's really real. Uh, I've read it for years and I love it. And he's taking that concept yeah. to the recruitment industry and having recruitment people from all walks of the, the world to share their real personal story of who they are. Yeah. Uh, and Hung has asked myself and Shelly to to participate, which we're like, I'm truly honored. Me too. Uh, I'm a little nervous about sharing my whole vulnerable self uh, there, but uh, I'm excited aside from that. Um, but yeah, Shelly, like, I am, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Is that cool? It is so cool. And you know, it's, um, it's the why behind what started the Tribune, the Brain Food Tribune. And I'm just, I am just honored to be part of it because the why behind it is really, um, as, as you've just recently, or, or what you just recently explained was, you know, understanding that, you know, we put certain athletes on a pedestal where they, they don't seem like human beings, right? Um, and that's the, that is the heart and soul behind why, why Hung Lee is doing this is, um, let's get back to really getting to know each other, Yeah, you know, which to me is the reason why I've always been successful in recruitment because I genuinely want to know, I genuinely want to hear what you have to say. Why did you make the choices you did surge in your career? Like if I were interviewing you, right? I I genuinely am interested to see what shaped your path, like the choices you made, the decisions you made, who influenced you. Um, So, and I hope this catches on in so many other ways that we can now start to see each other as, oh, you know, um, there's a story there. Yeah. No, I. It's not just work surge, you know, I now get to see you as a human. So, wow. Very exciting. Uh, It is. uh, So for listeners, please keep an eye out. Do look at the recruiting brain food that comes out every Sunday. Um, There is, um, and I think it's going to be sporadic. I'm not sure exactly the details, but uh, there's going to be different people every week that's highlighted in that sense. So very excited to be part of that. The Mm -hmm. other thing I want to shout out. So the last two episodes we released have been one conversation with James Ellis and we split it into two. Uh, It's my favorite interview we've done because the guy is so genius when it comes to employment brand and his points are like, I feel like I'm, um, I feel like I'm learning everything he says, which a lot of it I've probably heard, but he puts it such in a 
entertaining way. So James Ellis, if you go back, listen to the last two episodes, if you're mm -hmm. just jumping on this one, because you need to listen to those two, they're shorter around 30 minutes each. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So fantastic guests and do, I know I've said it, but do read Talent Chooses You. Really enjoyed that book. Fantastic. So on that note, I think that's yeah. it for this week. So Shelly, anything you want to plug, anything you need before we go? No. Do you know what? I, um, I do want to say thank you, Serge, for this whole notion of creating the Recruitment Flex podcast and, and how good it's been for my soul and for my heart. Um, it is. It feeds my soul, Serge. And don't, don't get snarky with me. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get all like... No, I'm getting all romantic, I know. All but I, I do want... So like... yeah, so to close off the show, I just want to say um, I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful for everyone that listens. And, um, you know, let's, let's just keep going because it really is... Um, it's wonderful to be able to share with oh exactly so the everyone. audience and the feedback we've been receiving on the recruitment wow. has been amazing not so, what we expected and uh, always looking for feedback so yeah. if we keep sucking and you want us to change something <laughs> I, I might not listen to you but please do share that opinion yeah um, just go ahead <laughs> yeah just go ahead it'll go into my suggestion box which is uh it has a lock exactly on exactly the same way as suggestions <laughs> box have been used throughout decades just sits there for years. No, I'm kidding. I do no, want your I feedback. Know. All right. Well, Great. let's end on that note. So thank you okay. for listening to another episode of the Recruitment Flex. See ya. See you. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.